powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, that fucking sucked, didn't it? Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary, the what the hell was that edition. I'm Peter Klein. Um, as, as you noticed by now, it is just me hanging out with you guys today as we vent our frustrations about whatever that was from the Calgary Flames as they fall to the Nashville Predators tonight. Uh, the score was a bunch to one. I believe 4-1 ends up uh, officially being the final score of this game. Um, and that, I would say, is flattering from a Calgary Flames perspective. Sorry, I'll look at you in a second. I'm, I'm working on something here. Uh, but yeah, that, that game never felt close. It never felt like a good hockey game. It was never an entertaining hockey game unless you had Mark Jankowski in your that guy still in the league pool. Just a awful, awful, awful night from the Calgary Flames. The only way that could possibly salvage it is if you had maybe a little sprinkle of little something-something on that game. On that note, want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football continues, the World Series is ongoing, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pre-game, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 years and older. Please play responsibly if you have troubles with this particular area. There are links in the show notes that uh, provide a great deal of help in those areas. So, shit is how I would describe what the Flames uh, played like tonight. Just an awful, 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 awful performance from Calgary um, in this game this evening. Uh, there's a number of different things that we can cover coming up on the show today. We're going to talk about what went wrong. The one thing that kind of went right, another thing that went wrong and how we can maybe fix this, (sighs) but trying to fix things is already what got this team in the problem in the first place. They tinkered where they didn't need to tinker. And I get, you want to get that top line going. Well, Huberto needs to play faster. Sure. Maybe you had three lines that were playing plenty fast and you decided to change it. And look, I, I want to I, I want to make something perfectly clear as my chair slowly starts to dip. I can see that on the camera. So you're just seeing more and more of above of me. And I apologize for that. Uh, did, even my chair is falling apart in the early part of this flame season. I want to make one thing abundantly clear tonight. Tonight's loss, a putrid dreadful, awful loss to the Nashville Predators is not because this team's been at home for too long. It's not only because Daryl changed the lines and it's not only because a couple of players didn't play well. This game went this way and this team played this way for a number of different reasons. If you want to blame the lack of a road trip, fine. Audie and I brought it up on the last show. I think it is like at best a tertiary uh, excuse The amount that it's being brought up right now is fucking ridiculous. It's not the reason. The team played like dog shit tonight. That's why this team lost. Nashville didn't even play that well. They were just kind of out there. It's like, you guys are just going to let it? Fine. Yeah, Mark Jankowski can go unabated to the front of the net. I don't even know if I used unabated correctly. I'm just rolling now. But Jankowski, free paths to the net the entire night. Like, I I make the, the reference to table hockey every now and then. This would look like table hockey in that no one could get in the 
fucking way at any point. It was just clear path all night, wherever you wanted to go. Nice, clear, and easy. Oh, Lucic threw a couple of hits, so we decided to notice him a couple of times. But that was it. No one... Like, it was way too easy for Nashville to do anything. And if they like were a, a good hockey team, this would have been a 9-1 game. But the Preds haven't been able to do anything either. And that's another one of the frustrating things, as I'm just bouncing around from subject to subject now. All of that good work at the start of the season, where you beat Colorado, you beat Vegas, you beat Edmonton, lost Edmonton, you beat Carolina, you are beating quality, quality hockey teams. Now you're losing to the bad ones. And with all due respect to the Nashville Predators, maybe they turn things around. But as of this point, they're one of the bad ones. The Flames have one good team that they've lost to this year. And begrudgingly, that's Edmonton. Maybe Seattle will be better than I thought. Maybe Buffalo will be better than I thought. Maybe Nashville will be better than I thought. But at the time they were playing them, they weren't. And those are teams that the Flames should be beating. And now, instead of, hey, look at this, you got a bunch of home games to start the season and you can build some momentum off of this. Now it's, well, we've been at home for too long, so we can't do anything. They have to endure a homestand. I know, like, you're on live. I'm doing it right now. I'm just throwing words out. I, I get what Francis was saying, and I get what he was saying. The, 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 the word endure drove me up the goddamn wall, and... The, the issue is, not that he said it, because a lot of times, like, again, you're just, you're filling space out there, man. You're just saying words, and hey, this, I've said endure before, let's go with it. And sometimes the, the wrong thing, it's, you go a little bit more hyperbolic than you want to. Been there, done that, probably going to do it today. I've already sworn way more than I should for a team that's right around 500. But it's not that he said it, it's that it looks like the team actually feels it. Like, it looks like they're enduring an eight-game homestand or whatever. And I get it sucks in Calgary right now. We got out in Alberta, we have the first ski resort that's open this winter season. That's not great. But still, like the the other dude whose name I'm forgetting right now in the, the pregame kind of said, you knew this was coming. They've known the schedule for a very long time. It's not like they just keep waking up. It's like, God damn, Groundhog Day. I, I, I can't believe that we have to play at home again. You knew this was coming. Figure it out. They had three days off. You can go to Banff for two of those. It's great. Fly somewhere. They have a freaking private jet. I've been on it. Not while well, everyone else was on it. I worked at Air Canada for a month and they let me go up and take a look. But still, it's like you... you do, do something. Figure it out. You had to know this was coming. Maybe a couple of those road trips where you had Cody Eakins mullet playing in games in the preseason, maybe a couple of those could have been some more of the regulars so that they, they wouldn't have to endure this seven-game or eight-game or whatever it's going to end up being homestand to start the season. That is such a bullshit excuse, and I hate it. And look, like maybe, maybe it is something. Maybe it's a little bit of something. It's not justification for that. That team had, we talk about dog per 60. I don't know. I'll have to, well, we'll get IT on this. I don't know if you can get a negative dog per 60 or if at some point it's just a poop emoji, but that's what that was tonight. There was no dog. There, was, there wasn't even a duh out on that team tonight. They had nothing going for them. Offensively, defensively, special teams. The only thing that was going for them tonight was the goaltender. And now I've kind of rambled on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So you know how I feel about the game. 
you have to change the lines. Like, you, you just, you have to. Milan Lucic cannot be a second-line center. And for the love of God, I get he's got a good shot. Stone can't be all reliable with a minute and a half to go. At some point, it's like, you know what? You've done great. We're going to push you to the back right now. You know, like, we're just going to, hmm. Like, and look, again, there are different roles that guys can play. Not all of them need to elevate to the, the top line. I feel like I do a pretty good job on these shows. That doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden, oh, hey, uh, do you mind doing Hockey Night in Canada? There, there's, a, there's a gap there. I, 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 I have a bit of a ceiling on what I can do. Uh, now, I think one day I could, maybe with the right practice and everything. Not the point. The point is... You have, like, it's great to have players excelling in their role. That doesn't mean they're going to excel in all of the roles. It just doesn't. And Stone, great, fantastic. He scored a couple of times. He's got a hell of a shot. Anderson does too. He can use it out there. And also, Noah Hannafin, like, he knows how to shoot the puck. He's not playing with a spaghetti noodle out there. At some point, you need to have your best players on the ice, and they're not Stone, and they're not Lucic. And the Flames are relying too much on these guys right now, and putting them in situations where it's impossible for them to succeed. Lucic at least was noticeable tonight, but there, there's no way. It was just, it was something small. There was a, a chance, I believe they were on that side, so that would be the third period. Manjapani had a chance. The shot was stopped. The rebound came out. Lucic gets to it and gets a shot away, and it's stopped, and it's held onto. You can all probably picture it in my head. I'm doing a great job of describing it. But it took Lucic an extra half step to get there. And I'm not saying that extra half step is the difference in a Flames goal that turns the entire season around, and we can pin everything back on this one shot. What I'm saying is, if you had with all due respect to the career of Milan Lucic, if you had an actual second liner out there, they get to that puck quicker and it creates maybe a bit more danger. Like it's just one of those where Lucic didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't do the perfect right thing. And that was a spot where someone who should be there would be able to do that. So while the players didn't do anyone any favors tonight by playing like hot garbage, these lines need to get changed back. I, I said it on social media today. This is... This is a team that had three lines going, and then they changed the lines, and now they have none. And I think you have to change it back. So, that's the first segment. I will now tell you, please like this video. Even if you don't really like it, just like it anyway. It's great that the button's right there. Um, but no, in all seriousness, we have a, a great team here, and we are trying to build this thing with no marketing dollars. So um, the, the way that to, to, to help the algorithm and all of that, like, subscribe, tell your friends, and they can tell their friends, and they can tell their friends, you know, that sort of a thing. I'm pretty sure I just taught a business class like that. Um, but yes, please, please, please uh, just tell everyone how much fun you are having with these shows and um and that would be great that would be really really great let's take a look at the chat for the first time today um let's see markstrom was great at least yes we're getting to that in a second the one bright spot from this game markstrom uh sutter's lines need to change asap go back to the old ones uh, yeah, that excellent point by Robert in the chat. He really tried to keep the team in the fight in the third, except no one wanted to fight. It's like, 
um, a boxer is out there just getting teed off on and they come back to the corner and they're like, I, I just, I don't have it tonight. And the coach is like, no, you got it. Just head movement, body, body, head. He's like, no, I really don't. No, get out there. You'll be fine. And then you get back out to get, you know, like it's just, that's kind of what it felt like from a, a flames perspective tonight. Andrew saying that the train fully off the rails. I don't know if we're full off the rails, but we are definitely, like, getting there. This was bad. This was really, 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 really bad tonight. This was one of those ones where, like, if you played like that and things were going poorly, like, they'd get booed off the ice and people would be throwing things. But they had a hot start that they've now completely squandered. And at least there is that. Uh, and Austin Matthews' effort level tonight, that is fair. Uh, is the Flames defense this bad without Tanev? I mean, yes. Like, first of all, yes. Second of all, it's not just one dude. Like, th this was this was a combination of one of your best defensemen was out, and then no one else gave a shit. I, I really think tonight it 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 seems oversimplistic because there's some X's and O's stuff that you could do. Again, get in anyone's way. There was a lot of tonight that was just based on effort, and we talked about it with Audie in the Seattle game. The Flames are a talented enough team that if they match their opponent's work ethic, pretty good chance they're beating 95% of teams. Bounces happen, things go weird, whatever. But this is a talented hockey team. If it's a talented hockey team that works, like we saw against Colorado and Vegas, who apparently is unstoppable now, and in the first game against Edmonton and battling back against Carolina and beating the Pittsburgh Penguins, in those games, this team worked their asses off. They're winning puck battles, creating different opportunities for themselves. There was none of that tonight. And it, it really, really showed in an extremely negative way. Uh, <laughs> Robert's going to give Andrew a timeout. Uh, we're messing with the vibes. I, I think, like, what's clear is that I mess with the vibes too much by shaving the mustache off. Like, that. that has definitely definitely mess with the vibes to maybe and uh, a level that we cannot fix at this point, right? Like it's, uh, I, I might have just irreparably damaged the season by shaving the mustache off. Trying to go back, it, it's getting there. It's a couple days in, you know, it's slow progress. Um, but uh, by the way, donate to my Movember page. I tweeted about it. I'll try to tweet about it more. I put out a TikTok about it. It was hilarious for like 300 views. So, uh, <laughs> put the mustache and the lines back where they came from. So, help me God. Yeah, um, Robert has definitely nailed this one. Um, I do want to touch on, because it wasn't all bad tonight. It was mostly bad, but it wasn't all the way bad. Jacob Markstrom is showing why you needed to be patient with this dude. It's almost as if he had some struggles and he was allowed to play through it. And now look at this. He's come out on the other side. He said gently nudging towards what should have happened with the top line um, because why weren't they allowed to play through things? Anyway, Markstrom's been spectacular. And if it's not for him in this game, I mean, literally, if he's not playing in this game and they just don't have a goalie, they give up like 30 goals. But if he is only average tonight, this team gets blown out of the water and I don't have to take a note after the halfway point in the second period. As it was, he kept that, like we said, he kept him in a fight that they weren't ready for. And, like, he was spectacular in this game. There was a lot of times where Nashville, like, it was just, it, again, it wasn't just clear path to the net. It's clear shooting lane. Like, just Forsberg on that power play goal was allowed to just camp out in front of the goalie. How many times, um, and I get, like, a different 
bygone era. But even now, how many times is that dude parked in front of the net and he gets the bejesus beaten out of him? And so, like, look at what Gallagher the other night was assaulted three times before he got like sent flying out of the zone. No one was doing that to, to Forsberg. He was just allowed to, to set up shop there. And Markstrom had to try to battle through it, and he couldn't on that one. None of the goals tonight were his fault. This was just a, a sloppy team defensively. But I, I think the one positive you can really take away from this is it does seem like Markstrom is getting back to, to Markstrom form. And I personally, <laughs> to, to contradict myself, I guess, I would go with Ladar for the game coming up on Saturday against the Devils. And then in the first game of the back-to-back next week, they got the Islanders and then they got the Devils. I would then go Markstrom in the first part of the back-to-back and Vladar again in the second, once again against the Devils. Just to once, like, the main thing we're trying to do is keep this guy ready for the postseason. And I, I think he played a bit too much. It would be great to build off of this win, or not off of this win. It's a win for him. It'd be great to build off of this strong performance for Markstrom. But I think overall you have to keep him rested. But no, this is such a positive, positive step that Markstrom has taken this year to be a, or in the last couple of games anyway, to just get back to being reliable and being back to that guy who's almost stealing games for you. It, it just, it feels a whole lot better than it actually does. Uh, team loses five to two, or team goes five and two, loses a close one to the Oilers, and suddenly we look like this. Um, what the fuck is going on? Seriously, that one coming from uh, the goalie of the German national soccer team. Uh, but thank you, Manuel, for that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't get why. Like we we talked about it with Audi the other night. They just threw the plan out the window. Man, my chair is really dipping. You could see my poppy when this thing started. Um. We talked about it with Audi the other day. The plan was, look, we don't want Rizichka just playing bottom six minutes. He has to go down to the American Hockey League so he can play more quality minutes. We don't want him just playing 10, 12 minutes a night. That gets thrown out the window when you lose a close game to the Oilers. A team that was in the Western Conference Final a year ago didn't win any games in that Western Conference Final, which, if you point out on social media, they get very upset about. But... They, like, a good hockey team. You lost by one because your goalie came out to play the puck when you shouldn't have. That's it. That's all that happened. I, I thought it was a very close game and one team made one mistake. Doesn't mean you have to grenade launcher this entire team and now they they look like a shell of what they look like at the, the start of the season. If this team looked like this at the start of the year, we would be doing a, a daily Connor Bedard report on this instead of talking about how to fix the lines and things like that. The team was dreadful and they looked really good in the first few games of the season. Not perfect, but really, really good. I don't understand why, why they had to do this. Um, NC Double Studios Here's the hope. Sutter puts the lines back and everyone is scared. He will change them again. Um, they try their asses off and they go 9-1. and one. I would take that. Aaron, I thought Vegas' goaltending would be their undoing this season and Calgary had the best goalie in the Pacific. Both of those could be true. Vegas is just playing stupid good right now. But I think Calgary's goaltending is going to be, by the time this is all said and done, I don't know, man. Thatcher Demko is playing stupid good right now, but that team sucks. So, 
Um, I, I think Markstrom could end up being like the, the Pacific Division All-Star representative in goal will probably be Jacob Markstrom this year. Yes, don't forget to like the stream, uh, subscribe, subscribe to all the podcasts as well. It's only just one, I guess. Uh, subscribe to the, the Game Over ch uh, channel, get all of the podcasts. By the way, like it is a great way to keep up with, I I've, haven't missed an episode so far. Great way to keep up with what, all the goings on in the, uh, with the, the Canadian teams. I feel like I know more about these teams through the pain and suffering of all of the hosts that I've just had to experience in the last couple of days. Certainly not on, on that level for sure. Nobody understands why the lines are the way they are. Why doesn't Sutter ever call timeouts when the team is reeling, especially the other night against Seattle? Yeah, that one. I mean, you see how they started the first and you started the second period. Maybe I don't want Daryl talking to these guys more than he has to because apparently he's putting them to sleep. But no, that's a, that's a good point. Like, I don't want to turn this into dumping on Daryl too much. Like, I, I think he deserves a lot of the blame for just fucking around with things where they didn't need to be fucked around with. But no, you're right. Like, timeout management could definitely be a thing. I thought that um, the, 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 for, the, it was Forsberg, right? Yeah, the Forsberg goal. I thought that one could have taken a look at it at least, you know, and at least like it, it essentially is a timeout, right? Like you might take a penalty off of it, but Markstrom was playing really, really well. So it didn't matter anyway. Um, so challenge that call and then kind of like let the boys reset. You can talk to them about how two guys got behind your defense all alone and then maybe try to figure things out there. I thought there was just a couple of things that Daryl could have done to, to kind of fix things. I want the, the chat's opinion on this one a little bit and maybe I'll get dumped on for it, but do we just go like, we, we want lines completely back the way they were? Because I still think there's a couple of things that I would like to change. And maybe I'm going a bit too drastic for the guy who was just saying, just put it back the way that was and shut up. And by the way, if that if they do that, fine. Uh, we've talked about it before. I'm not the biggest Rooney guy. I'm certainly not the biggest Lewis guy, but it was working, so you can go back to that. I do just want to throw out here for the, the last part of the show today. I do just want to throw out just a, a suggestion, a mild little nudge about where I think this team or where I would like to see this team go with the, the line combinations. So I would like the top line to be Huberto with Lindholm and Connor Zeri. Uh, Mike Gold once again tweeted about it today that Zary's uh, point per game right now, or maybe even a little over a point per game right now, in the American Hockey League. He's a former first round pick, good Sasky boy, and he is a left shot. I think he would actually look really good on that top line. Maybe it's asking a bit too much for Huberto to get himself going and, you know, have a rookie beside him. But I think he is a dynamic enough offensive player that he can kind of fit right in with those guys on that top line. You do not change... I that damn thing on that second line, or what the second line was before, with Manchapani Kadri and Dylan Dubé. On the third line, then, it is Coleman, Backlund, and Toffoli. I've said before that it looked like that that third line was playing five-on-four offensively. We know Toffoli can score. We know he can generate his own chances. We know that he is at least competent in the defensive zone as well, which is where Backlund is going to thrive, and I think having another kind of finish guy on there, not literally, but, you know, um, having another guy who can finish on that third line can really help those guys because they're creating chances. Coleman finally gets his first of the year in this game. I feel like having another offensive threat on that line would be good. And then the fourth line would be Lucic, Ruzicka, and Richie. And that's just for now. Lucic is probably never sitting. I, I think, like, that has kind of sailed. Richie has started to fade into the, the background a little bit as much as a dude that big can fade into a background. At that point, 
I wouldn't hate bringing up Matthew Phillips. He leads the Wranglers in scoring right now. I may have called him the Stockton Heat a couple of times. Old habits die hard. Um, but he leads the Wranglers right now in points. He has been a guy who has been so close to the NHL a couple of different times and injuries have just got the way. I feel like he is ready now. I would like to add a few more of the baby flames onto this team to just provide a bit of a spark and a bit of life to this team. There is already good structure there when they don't play like they did tonight. There is already a ton of talent on this team. I feel like there are a couple of anchors who are kind of dragging them down, and I do believe that bringing up a couple of guys from the American Hockey League, putting them in situations that are advantageous to them to succeed, would really help this team just get out of this funk and get the good vibes back. So, I'm assuming that the uh, Flames are telling me, or Flames fans are telling me that that's stupid, but let's see. Into the chat we go. I'm here to talk line combinations. Thank you, Robert. Lucic, second line, because he has cup experience. Yeah, I don't get that one at all. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that he's actually played pretty well. But again, that doesn't mean you get a promotion out of it. It's just, you know what? You have been doing great at the thing that you are supposed to be doing. Thank you very much for doing that. And you just kind of move on. Uh, DNA line needs to be brought back and Lindholm needs to get rolling. That is a thing. Lindholm has been very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. And we, we need to, like, someone just needs to step up right now, right? Like, Kadri was one who stepped up before. Someone needs to step up. We can't come out of a game talking about how Zadorov lit the team up because he got his face punched in by Alexiak and that sparked the flames for, like, 10 minutes in that game. This team needs someone to actually be like, hey, can we stop sucking for a little bit? Great, I'm going to go score a goal now. Kadri did that in the, the Seattle game, and it kind of woke things up a little bit. There was none of that in this game. That This was just a full team. Uh, Sutter doesn't do that, Klein. You know that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know. This is not a prediction. This is just a what I wish they would do. It's it, if I was playing NHL 23, this is what I would go for with this team at this point. Uh, Phillips says there's a call up. You are gosh darn right. Don't worry. Once Manchapani gets on the road, he's in the rocket race. Look, man, once this team just gets away from playing home games where everyone is supposed to be more effective, then they are going to be great. And look, like I understand they've been at home for a while. That that would be a lot. But I'm just I'm not buying it. Uh, if Lucic is the best option in your top nine, oof, you're in trouble. How's the chemistry? I think the chemistry is probably fine. Like, for the most part, having been around the team kind of over the last few years, they really like Lucic. Like, I don't think people on the team are going to look at Lucic being on the second line and thinking, oh, man, how could he possibly, how, how could Daryl possibly do this? And it's going to lose the locker room. Like, I remember it was a couple of years ago, I think it was Dubé's rookie year, where Lucic hadn't scored a goal in forever. And I get, like, that's a tough, you know, chunk to, to pin down because that's happened quite a bit. But he finally scored, and Dylan Dubé almost jumped out of the damn rink. He was so happy for that dude. The, the team is really behind Milan Lucic. I'm not surprised that there's reports that they're going to, to sign him to some form of a, a contract extension. Hopefully it is a cheaper one um, because like there's only so much you can do for being a nice guy. But the, the this team really gets behind him. And so I, I that is the one thing. I don't think that there is any like infighting or any, I can't believe this guy's got this opportunity. I think the only chemistry issue is these guys haven't played together a bunch. And for whatever reason, they spent all training camp trying to get these lines figured out, and then they changed them after a 5-3 and three start, which again, makes no sense, kind of bringing it back to the moral of the story. 
Phillips and Zari should draw into the lineup, but also getting Travis Konechny through a trade would help our right side a lot. That is a factual statement there, uh, Trey Tyson. That is a factual statement that getting Konechny would help this team out quite a bit. And yeah, maybe maybe those guys are only ever trade chips, right? Maybe that that's all it is. But it does kind of feel like there is a there is at least a bit of a hole in the top nine right now. I'm trying to fix it with a former first-round pick. Perhaps they try to change it by way of another hockey trade at some point. Uh, A couple more here in the chat, and then we will get rolling. I saw someone asked about Shillington before. Still no Shillington. Oh, uh, talking about the the defense. They made uh, Jankowski look like a great pick, and still no Shillington, to be fair. Again, that's very fair. Um, And hopefully, whatever the personal issue is that is bothering him right now is the one that um, is something that he gets figured out on his own. So yes, the moral of the story tonight the road they haven't been on the road for a while the coach changed the lines for no good goddamn reason and everyone sucked i don't think you can just blame one of those things right like i don't think it's just because they haven't gone on a road trip i don't think it's just because daryl changed the lines i think that's the biggest part of the blame pie but i don't think it's just because of that and i don't think that it's just well the team wasn't all that good tonight because they've won games they haven't played that well it's all of the, I think it's a number of different factors that just kind of spiraled out of control for this team tonight. But whatever it is, it has to get fixed quick. And however however they got to where they were playing at the first part of the season with lines that were working, I think you need to get back to that. So we will see if the Flames are able to get back to that point at some point here. So, that's going to do it for the program today. Our next uh, game over is going to be Saturday night when the Calgary Flames take on the New Jersey Devils. Please remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, tell people about us. Um, I have a blast doing these shows. I have a blast chatting with all of you in the chat. And just thank you all so much for tuning in. Please remember to subscribe to the podcasts as well and leave a nice review. All of this stuff helps. It it feels like just a whatever thing because you hear it on podcasts and videos a thousand times a day. These things really do help. And if you could help us out by just leaving a review, liking the videos, that would be fantastic. On a personal note, you can follow me on social media. I am at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter and Instagram. You can donate to my Movember page so that I can get this mustache growing as soon as possible uh, so that Robert stops hating me. Thank you all so much for tuning in and allowing me to just yell at you for a while about this Calgary Flames team. Hopefully, it's a bit of a nicer show when we reconvene coming up on Saturday. Have a good night, everybody.